0: jesus says he's standing before pontius pilate if you know the story towards the end of his life pontius pilate says to him so you're a king then Uh, as they said oh he's called himself the king of the jews blah 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 one of the accusations Uh, and he says in uh well this is the amplified version uh the amplified version says this you say rightly i am a king for this cause i was born And for this cause, I have come into the world. For this cause, I was born. And for this cause, I've come into the world. Two of the most important elements of Jesus' life. Two things that made him so powerful, other than being the son of God, that we can learn from. Number one, he knew who he was. He says, you say rightly, I am a king. He knew who he was. And secondly, he says, For this cause I was born. Not only did he know know who he was, but he knew why he was here. He knew who he was. He knew why he was here. And he knew that his life was more than just about himself. Now, he could have said, Hey, I'm the the saviour of the world. I've come to save all you people. But he didn't say that. He said, for this cause I have come into the world. He knew that his life was part of a bigger cause, the kingdom of God. And he had his part to play, obviously, as, the, uh, as God himself coming, as the Son dying upon the cross was a pivotal, major um, part in the whole purpose of God. But he saw himself and his role and, and what he had come for as part of a bigger picture. And it's important that we also understand that our life is part of a bigger picture. It is not simply about ourselves. And knowing who we are and why we're here, not just as individuals, but as a congregation and as a church and as a denomination, is important because it influences every decision that we make, and it influences our approach to life, why we do what we do. Uh, His cause, Jesus said, my cause is the kingdom. And that kingdom and his death and his pardon, it gave eternal impact to his life. And the things that we do as well give eternal impact to our life, to what we're doing and why we're doing it. And it was through this revelation of knowing who he was and why he was here, this understanding that he interpreted and responded to every person, every situation, every challenge and every opportunity. As we read through the scriptures, the things that he did were not random. He did them because he knew why he was here and what he was supposed to be doing. Um, And so Jesus knew he was a king. I mean, God said to him when he got water baptized, this is my son in whom I am well pleased identity it's important john the baptist it says of john the baptist in john 1 6 john said of john the baptist it said there was a man sent from god whose name was john a man sent from god it wasn't random that he appeared it wasn't random that he was born it says of his birth and of his life this was a man who was sent from god to the earth and his name was john And we hear, we read about Jesus, we read about John the Baptist, we read about these great influences, maybe through church history as well, and we think, wow, isn't it amazing that God sent these people? But do you know what the Bible says about you, about your life? It says this in John 11, hold on, (laughs) it's my pocket. Let me just put that there, hopefully that works better. This is what the Bible says about you. We look at these people, we we read the Scriptures, we read about John the Baptist, read about Jesus, and we think, wow, God really sent that person. But this is what it says about you in John 1.11. He came to that which was His own, but His own did not receive Him. Yet to all who did receive Him, and if you've received Christ, this is talking about you, to all that did receive Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become the children of God. Listen to verse 13. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will but born of God that scripture if you truly understand what that is saying will completely revolutionize your sense of self-value worth and purpose in life what this scripture is saying is that you are not here simply because your parents decided to have a child or you're not here simply because your your parents decided, they hadn't decided to have a child and you turned up. Or because some other kind of circumstance happened in your life. This scripture is saying that you're here because you were decided to be here by God. Born of God, chosen by God, determined by God to be here. Just like John the Baptist and just like Jesus. Now that doesn't mean that angels were singing over your mother's head like Jesus. But it's saying here, children, that that when you receive Christ, become the child of God, it's important that we understand that we were not simply born by natural descent. You're here because God wanted you here. You're here at this time in the earth's and and in humanity's uh, uh, expanse because this is the time that God decided for you to be here. It is not an accident that you're here. And that God then, as we come to Him, empowers us, uses every experience, every circumstance, every situation that we've been through to empower us to fulfill the purpose for what we are here. It's important that we understand that we're here on purpose. And that purpose is bigger than just ourselves. It's bigger than just our life. It's bigger than just our job and, and us just going through the motions of living. Existing is not living. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life in abundance. Life, not existence. God empowers us to live a life, a life to fulfill his purpose and dreams and desires and to influence those around us. And, uh, you know, i I say to Nick the other, he doesn't like when I say this. Nicole, if you don't know, Nicole's my wife. Anyway, I said, I'm not afraid of dying. She's what are you talking about? You're not going anywhere. I said, I'm not afraid of dying. I, I believe that it's not, I mean, longevity is a good thing. Like I'm not trying to cut my years short or anything like that. Longevity is a good thing. But the purpose of life is not longevity. It's not the amount of years in your life. It's the amount of life in your years that really counts to God. So are we maximizing our time? The, the moments, the days that we have right now, maximizing, fulfilling, filling up the, the, the years that we have in our life to make the most of them. Now, it doesn't mean life shouldn't be about fun and everything's got to be you know, on a timeline and, and efficient and everything. But it's just understanding that we're not here randomly or by accident, as you know, some scientists might tell us. But God chose you to be here, and if he chose you to be here, there's a reason for you to be here. Discovering that reason, that reason unfolding and chasing after and desiring to see that is what life's all about. And in the process of that, there's relationships and family and friends and children whatever else unfolds, bike races, anything. It's all part of it. I had another one yesterday, if you had no... You're on my journey of of bike racing but I had my second race it didn't win that one either but anyway it was fun um but uh, that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy life and 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 oftentimes we find ourselves going to extremes you know well, if we we're on a purpose and God's got to, then you know we haven't got time for fun it's all about work 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 and make it happen and and that's an important part of it but but life is also for living and it's for including people in our life, on our journey as we go, and making life a great experience, a great experience for people. Um, That's why this dinner at Vision Builders, that's why you need to be there, because you need to understand why we're here. What are we doing? It's important that we turn up on Sunday and we sing songs and whatever, but there's there's an underlying purpose to why we exist what liz is talking about is one of the reasons that we're here to bring spiritual and social well-being to people in the inner west spiritual transformation social transformation and uh it's exciting to see what's happened with sam and what's happening with maddie and vince and and a lot of the other guys down there just the first fruits i believe of many many lives that are going to be transformed by the gospel message that's powerful isn't it it's amazing um and I believe Sam said that uh, he's going to have an open house and everybody's welcome to come down. And no, just, <laughs> He's going to feed everybody from the C3 Cares budget. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, so 30th of June, put it in your calendar. Say, I'm going to go to this dinner It's a celebration of everything that's happened over the last 12 months. It's a confirmation of what we want to achieve over the next 12 months. And if you're able to and desire to, then you can financially uh, invest in seeing that vision, that purpose coming to pass. It's not part of the tithe, as we said, as Joe was talking about. Tithe comes into this house and is part of the ministry and, and the purposes of what we're doing here. But this Vision Builders is about the expansive work of C3 Sydney, so all of our campuses and extension services and, and what we want to do across the city. Yes, makes sense? So 30th of June, encourage you to be there. Uh, John 12, 27, in the, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he knows what's about to take place. He's already told the disciples, look, I'm going, they didn't quite understand what he was talking about. But he says this, now is my soul troubled and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Jesus Jesus didn't want to go to the cross life sometimes asks of us sometimes God asks us to, to do things that we don't actually want to do we don't want to do it but he says this he says save me from this hour but for this cause I came into this hour what enables us empowers us give us the strength to do things when we don't really want to do them it's an underlying understanding that that it's part of a bigger cause that the effects of what we do are not just for us and they don't just impact us but they're unimpact, they're going to impact the lives of many other people obviously jesus knew the impact of this decision that he was struggling with at this point but for this cause i came to this hour father glorify your name the fact that his life had value beyond his own desires and wants his own advancement and success brought strength direction and passion to his life where does your passion come from is it just the passion of wanting to accumulate more possessions that's gonna that's gonna fade what's the underlying passion what's the underlying drive why do you get up in the morning and is that tied into somehow your understanding that you're here because God chose you to be here? Your role, your position, your career, your business, all of those things need to fit into a worldview and an understanding that God has you in that place. Do you, do you truly believe that God has you in that place for a purpose? Because when you understand that, then you open up your eyes to see opportunities when they come whether it's to, be to speak to a particular person or to encourage a particular person or to, or to pray for a particular person or to give a word of advice or wisdom or, or whatever it is, when, we're, when we go to work, when we get up going, I'm meant to be here. There's a reason for me to be here. There's a reason I'm going to work today. There's a reason for me having today off. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, actually, it just reminds me, if you're wondering where Nicole is today, she's left me <laughs> to take our son <laughs> to, uh, our son Sam has, uh, uh, he's part of a soccer team, they're playing State Cup today, so uh, it's like a state championship, um, and uh, Nick texted me last night, she said, oh, I really think one of us should be there. Uh, it's a really important game. It's a big game. And I said, well, how long is it going to take you to get a message together for tomorrow? <laughs> 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 she's like, no, I was thinking me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so um, anyway, so that's where so she's driven Sam out west somewhere for for a, a big game, State Cup soccer game. So hopefully they do well. Uh, anyway, that's just, just an aside. So... So the fact that his life had value beyond his own desires wants, his own advancement and success, it gave strength to him. Strength comes from understanding that there's purpose in what you're doing. The hardest thing to do is when you lose hope and you lose purpose, when you just say, what's the point of this? Why am I doing what, what, Why am I doing this? In any endurance event, whether it be marathons, whether it be uh, Ironmans, Half Ironmans, anything like that, there comes a point in any kind of endurance event where, and you can ask any kind of marathon runner or whatever, where they think, why am I doing this? Why am I pushing so hard? Like, does it really matter? And I think life is like that sometimes as well, where you just think, why, why the heck am I pushing so hard? Why the heck am I working so hard? Why the heck am I doing these things? Um, The things have got to have a reason. They've got to have a purpose. Uh, And we've got to understand that there is a divine purpose going on in our life. We're not here simply by accident. And then the decisions that we make for our life and for our future need to be... We need to consult God in in the bigger picture of what we're doing. So that we're not just going, okay, God, well, I'm going to do this now and bless that. Oh, now I've decided I'm going to go here and I want to do this. So bless that. It's not just like, okay, God, you know, just follow me. So... (laughs) It's like, no, we're meant to follow God. God, what is my next step? Where am I meant to be going? What am I meant to be doing? What doors are you opening up for me? What doors am I stepping through? Uh, consulting God in those big decisions is a really important thing. Um, and sometimes we think, oh, you know, it's all right for Jesus because he's, he was God. But the Bible tells us that he laid aside his divinity and he operated like any other human being. He operated through the power of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came upon him, he did no miracles before he was water baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him. Not one. There's no mention of it. There's no record of it. He wasn't you know, a 10-year-old boy you know, working miracles in the schoolyard to impress his friends. He did nothing until the Holy Spirit came upon him. He operated just like any of us operate. He didn't do his miracles because he was the Son of God. He did his miracles because he was obedient to God and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. No different than any of us. Now, that doesn't mean you're the Messiah. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) But it does mean that we're able to walk in accordance with the example that he set. Um, Because if you look at the circumstances of his life, Jesus grew up under very difficult circumstances, as many of us. Sometimes we think, oh, don't, how could Jesus relate to me or my life or what I've been through or how I was raised? But if you, if you read through the story, number one, he was born to an unmarried teenage mother. And in that, in that culture, that brought ridicule, that brought accusations, and it brought ostracism. Um, so his father really wasn't his father. So he's growing up in a home where, really, he's living with a stepdad. And some of you may have grown up in a situation like that. Now, his stepdad was a good stepdad, but it wasn't his real father. And so he's growing up not really knowing who his real father was. I mean, that got revealed over time, but did he know fully? He didn't fully understand exactly what was going on. That was a, a, a development process. He was different. He was the son of God. Um, you know, imagine he's in the schoolyard. Where's your dad? I well, know that's not your real dad. He's in heaven. Why did he die? No, he owns it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll leave Loopy over there. <laughs> um, he was born in a barn. He was born in, in poverty-stricken circumstances. And many of us might have been born into a, into a home that was poverty-stricken. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that you're limited by what can be done in your life because of the kind of circumstances you were born into, the family that you were born into. Um, He was pursued by a paranoid king who tried to kill him from an early age. Imagine the kind of paranoia, imagine the kind of fear, imagine the kind of anxiety that 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 had in that home, the fear that any moment they could come in and, and take your child away. Imagine what that does to the environment. And many of you may have grown up in anxious circumstances, in difficulty, where, where those kind of things were a reality. Uh, Jesus understands what that's like. He was pursued. Uh, he had people, prof- not only did he have that, he had people prophesying over him. You know, this is the child of God. I mean, no pressure. He is the saviour of the world. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine that pressure. You think you got pressure? um so his upbringing was different but he didn't allow his circumstances of his upbringing to rule his life because he understands the cause the purpose of his life we cannot allow the circumstances of our life to influence the purpose of our life circumstances change circumstances are what they are you can't change your past but through the strength and the power and the Spirit of God, you can definitely change your future. And God has a determined future for your life. You were born of God, born into this world to fulfill a purpose, be part of a church to influence those around you. Now That doesn't mean we're all going to change the world. Uh, some people will in, in big ways, but we can change some people's world by introducing them to Christ, which will change their eternal destiny by improving people's circumstances, by changing their world and their situation and and influencing the world in which we're a part of. Um, So many of us are hamstrung in life because of our upbringing, our circumstances, the things that happened in our childhood. But you are here on purpose and discovering and seeing having that unfold and fulfilling it is the purpose of life Um, Jesus experienced the most painful rejection some of you some of you some of us have experienced very painful rejection Uh, he came with good will to all mankind the bible says that's what the angel said at his birth he comes with good will toward all mankind and yet it says in john that those he came for rejected him he desired the best for every man and woman. And yet, how did they respond to him? He was despised, the Bible says. He was despised and he was rejected by mankind, coming with goodwill, coming with hope, coming to bring eternal uh, salvation and restoration to God. Um, and yet he was rejected. He was constantly rejected, not only by the religious, but by many of the other people in, in leadership. Um, even those that followed him. It says in John six sixty six, halfway through his ministry, when things started to get a bit tough, when persecution started to come against him, it says from that time on, many of his disciples turned their back and no longer followed him. Wow. So he's got all these people following him, this great movement starting to happen and then some stuff started happening and people oh, 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 hold on a sec. I didn't sign up for that and they walked away. You may have had people walk away from you. You may have had people who had committed to you changed their minds Jesus knows what that feels like he is there for you to help you through that (coughs) Um, some people spend their whole lives trying to overcome rejection whether it be from a significant person like your father your mother someone you respected a teacher Um, you know even, uh, (laughs) even in MasterChef anyone watch MasterChef anyone MasterChef hey more people cry in that than in i don't know the news but um but oftentimes you hear them say oh know, yeah, i want to do this but you know my parent my father or my mother uh didn't want me to do this or whatever i'm just trying to make them proud i'm just trying to please them i'm just trying to you know i'm just trying to show them that you know that i amount to something and we all have that in inbuilt desire within us to do that um and yet oftentimes because of the brokenness of our world, we spend our entire life trying to trying to uh, live up to the expectations possibly of somebody who is significant in our life. And that may not ever be achievable. But we're still got to understand that our significance, yes, it comes from a lot of the people within our life, but it also must come from the Lord. We must understand that our significance comes from God and His purpose on our life and what He has to say about us. So Jesus suffered immense rejection, yet He didn't allow it to rule Him because He understood that He was here for a cause. He had a purpose. There was a reason for Him to be here, and that helped Him through those times. He was able to interpret and respond to all people according to the cause that He knew He was here for. And then the ultimate act of rejection, the crucifixion, and even at that point, he was saying, "Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing." Um, amazing, amazing. So the power of rejection. He also experienced painful betrayal. And you know, oftentimes these things occur in our life, and they can cripple us, and they and they influence our life. Sometimes they can change our life permanently. Uh, but we have to learn to allow God to not only bring healing, but to overcome these things, so they're not influencing. Our life and every decision that we make. Uh, twelve of his closest, one of his twelve closest friends and people in his life sold him out for money. I mean, that's betra- That's that's the definition of betrayal. Um, Peter denied him, uh, and you know he <laughs> he said, "I'll never, I'll never walk away. I'll never deny. It. I'll, I'll never do that." Uh, and then the Gospel of Luke tells us that you know, in the, if you know the story of how he, Peter was like, I don't know the guy, I don't know the guy, he's swearing his head off, I don't know the guy. And it, the Gospel of Luke says, just at that time, Jesus walked around the corner with the guards and everything and, and heard Peter deny him. And it says, Peter looked at him and Jesus looked at him. Now, can you imagine what that look was like? And for me, I think, and it doesn't say it in the scriptures, but if you know anything about Jesus, Peter could have looked at him, it could have been anger. You know, how dare you? It could have been disappointment. It could have been, there's a whole bunch of emotions that can be communicated through eyesight, can't they? Anyone that's married knows that. (laughs) They don't need to say anything. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) But, Um, I believe, because of the reaction of Peter, I think Jesus saw sadness, but I think he saw understanding because it says Peter went away bitterly. Bitterly he went off and and cried at that moment because he knew he'd let down Jesus. He'd let him down. He said he was going to do something and he didn't do it. Anybody else ever done that? made a commitment to God, made a, made a stand, said I'm going to do this and then not fulfilled it, then you'll understand how Peter felt. It's it's a horrible, horrible feeling. Maybe it's a commitment you made to some person or a boss or something like that and you failed. You failed to fulfill it and you feel like a failure. I think, and if you know the story later on, how Jesus came back and he restored Peter, um, that Forgiveness and understanding are really important in our uh, restoration back to being productive and being whole and being able to live the life that God's called us to live because all of these things have the potential to completely undermine our life and to completely stop us from being able to do what God's asked us to do. And we cannot allow that to happen. Jesus, if we look at His life, when it says that He is able to relate to every single person and every single circumstance and situation, It says he knows, he knows us, he knows us. So if you've ever felt these things, if you've ever been through these things, then Jesus has, and he knows, and he's here to bring healing, he's here to bring wholeness, he's here to bring restoration, and also to help you understand that your life is bigger than just you. For this reason I've come, for this cause, for this cause, the cause of Jesus Christ. <coughs> um, we were born into this world to, to know Jesus Christ. The number one reason that we were born. And then to understand out of that why we're here. You're not here by accident. The gifts, the abilities, the skills that you've got, they're not, they were not randomly provided. You've been built, you've been shaped. You've been determined, you've been given things in your life to have influence and impact on the lives of people around you. And as a church, as a congregation, we're not here just to sing songs and to listen to good messages. (coughs) Amazing messages, actually, I might say. But... (laughs) but (laughs) give myself a (coughs) rap. But to impact the inner West, to change people's lives. The people that are around you, the people friends, family, work colleagues, businesses, whatever. Those people are not just there randomly. I want you tomorrow when you go to work or whatever you do, and to go, you know what, I'm, I am here on purpose. It's not an accident. It is not an accident. And every day that I'm here is the unfolding purpose of God in my life. And I'm bringing eternal transformation in the world because I'm made in the image of Jesus Christ. He's filled me with His Spirit. And if there was no reason for me to be here, He would have already taken me home. He would have already taken me home. We don't go home until our purpose is completed. So let me pray for you today. Father, I thank You. I thank You, God, that we are not here by accident. And no matter what has taken place in our life, whether it be painful rejection. whether it be tremendous betrayal, whether it be lack of respect, whether it be a number of other things that have the potential to undermine our life, our joy, our hope. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for healing. We pray for revelation the infilling of your Spirit, and despite those circumstances, despite those experiences, despite all of those things, to live a full life, a joy-filled life, a powerful life and an influential life through the power of Jesus Christ, not just as an individual, but as a community of faith determined to bring spiritual and social well-being to people's lives in the Inner West in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.